everyone, welcome back to the With Joe Evie podcast. This is one of our reflection slash summary episodes, recapping episodes 86 to 96, where we talked about the intrinsic compared to the extrinsic. So maybe it's a good recap for you on those episodes, or if you haven't listened to them, you can kind of get a guide of what was in there and some of the key takeaways to go back, or you just take this and run and you cheat the whole daily format. Um, yeah, pretty pretty good, I think. Pretty good episodes, these. I like this, so probably good format to follow. So let's start with what, what the heck those two things are. So intrinsic kind of means comes from inside. Extrinsic, A-X-T, like external, comes from the outside. That's simple enough, right? So um, we can talk about extrinsic and intrinsic rewards. You know, extrinsic rewards are like normally money, praise, status, you know, attention, things that all come from the outside. Intrinsic rewards are just, I guess, the rewards from doing what you like doing. Just because it comes from you. It's things you'd like doing without external rewards and praise. It's kind of like a, a university degree that didn't have any course credit, didn't give you any points, but was just something that was just purely, you did it if you were interested. That'd be something you were intrinsically motivated to do. So that's the difference. I guess a lot of our problems... So, and then I guess we talked about... Don't want to get ahead of ourselves. What is our summary? Yeah, well, I guess the extrinsic have certain risks. So I unpacked some of those in an, in an episode. I believe that was 80, episode 87. I guess the risks are when you're driving towards things that are determined by others, right? Like who votes for the award, who's paying you, you know, even if it's the market, who listens to your song or podcast or reads your book and you're gauging all your kind of fulfillment or joy or pleasure or whatever it is on the opinions only of others, then you're only you're susceptible to what the crowd or the mob thinks. And that's a very difficult thing to pin down. The smaller the, the group you're trying to please and appease is, the less volatile that opinion will be. So the best audience, I always argue, is an audience of none. It's, it's just you. Not always sustainable and viable just to do the things you love, but they resonate with you. So it's good if they've got a big portion of your bucket all the time and attention you've got available in your life. So we talked about the risks. Now, I clarified that extrinsic things were not purely evil, right? They can be really good things to kind of get the ball rolling, right? I, uh, I became interested in writing, for example, when I think I got like an, an award at school. So it certainly wasn't the end of the world, like an English thing. It made me think, oh, I'm okay at this. And then I got more into it. Sometimes it's the praise people give you. It's like, you're really good at this, young Sammy. You should be doing more of it. Sometimes that gets us into an entrance. It can be an entry point. So I always think of them, which we talked about in these episodes, as kind of like prescription drugs, just used to the absolute minimum. You know, if the body can heal itself from within, it's a great way to think about it. Use the body. If there's an intrinsic motivation, use the intrinsic motivation to do things. If not, do the the minimum possible gamification through extrinsic rewards, praise, money, whatever it might be, prizes, awards, etc. The minimum to get them to a place of intrinsic. And so this is the problem we find in education and work. Pure and simple. Motivating people, you get the people in with the allure, like getting a degree, getting this prestigious job title, but then you want to keep, try to keep motivating them with extrinsic things, it's going to fall short because if they're only chasing things you give them, you have to give them something for everything you want them to do, which is not sustainable and impossible. 
So don't design yourself that way and probably don't design workplaces and schools that way. But we're going to keep doing that for a while and I can't do much about that. Again, though, coming back to the point, these things are not purely evil. And also, I guess I talked about, don't judge the things. Don't judge those objects and rewards that are extrinsic. They're just things. A car is just a car. A car is better at being a car than most people are at being people. So don't judge the things. Judge the relationship we have with them, but don't even judge. Understand. Being honest about, you know, what, okay, I'm kind of hooked on this stuff, right? I like flashy cars. I love, you know, dressing really well. You know, I, I like a bit of social media attention. I kind of like the prayers. Just be honest, like you're human. I'm human. I've been through all that shit. But the honesty is the most important thing because the honesty actually weakens the power. It's the delusion and the denial that exacerbates the power. You have nothing to lose. You don't have to talk about it with other people, but you have nothing to lose to opening up and admitting what things that are extrinsic and external that kind of give you a bit of a vibe. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. But that's a release. It's so powerful. So really encourage that and i guess i talked about so we talked about insecurity i guess people who are insecure are more uh, attracted to shiny objects because they have more of a void so they're looking for things always to fill the void but it's kind of like a leaky bucket because we're so hedonic and homeostatic as people so we're coming back to baseline so you're trying to get something to temporarily change your baseline state thinking it's going to fill you up but it just leaks back out you go back to homeostasis pleasure treadmill right and then you got to do it again so it's really burdensome so the more insecure you are the more likely you are to crave extrinsic markers especially if they're domain specific to what you're insecure about like you don't well how many there's so many successful ah, I, I fell into my own trap there there's so many people who are successful in business or, or um the arts and celebrities and stuff like that who've been driven by insecurity that's been the motivator because there's so the motivation to prove themselves and be validated is just so strong. But they get there and they've got nowhere high to climb and that's why we see such dr dr drama and trauma from a lot of those celebrities. Really interesting. And that comes into the loud versus the quiet. A lot of the people chasing and hooked on extrinsic traps and drugs and rewards, you know, their drink gets spiked and they just, they don't know where it came from but they're hooked on these things. They're very loud. They become the role models we use. It's very problematic. So I talked about how that insecurity is kind of viral, which is just nuts. It's spreading. Whereas the people who are just accept themselves, don't feel the need to prove themselves, they're not the people we look up to. They're not interviewed on podcasts even a lot. Sometimes they are. Because they're just fucking quiet. They're just content. Most content people would just stay in their corner of the world and not feel the need to change anything. So it's a bit of a, a mismatch in balance. So that, that was like episodes 90 and 92 talking about that. And then I think my favorite ever episode so far was episode 93, which I wasn't expecting. But that was, you know, what I thought was the most dangerous word in Western culture, which is the word success, and that's, which was kind of like devil's snare when I think about it. And yeah, I really love that episode talking about, I guess, the, the, I, the metaphor of the house. Like everyone puts this effort... People judge success from the outside of the house. No one sees the inside, so they judge what they can see. But you don't live on the inside of... So even if that's your house, 
the irony is even if the outside is great and impresses people, you live on the inside. So what's the experience inside like? Because they, they're probably not correlated. They don't have to be correlated at all. The house can look great on the inside, but be shit on the inside. But the problem with working on the inside is no one gets to see it. It's such an interesting reversal. You know, your life might look great from the outside, but that's not where your sense of fulfillment and purpose and all that lies. It lies on your internal experience. So how are you cultivating that? And which one are you cultivating? Your image? Or how you feel inside? Because there's a messy relationship there. Now we talked about, all right, there's some pitfalls with extrinsic things. They're prescription drugs, right? So logically, we don't want to become hooked on our prescription medication. We just want to use them to get somewhere better and then ditch them. So if you're having trouble ditching them, kind of like people get hooked on their pain relief medication, how are you going to do it? And it's hard to go cold turkey. It's hard to go get this solution directly. I recommend the bucket, episode 61, the bucket. Give it competition. Do other stuff that'll just give you less time and energy to chase extrinsic rewards. You know, there's a bit of a void in you maybe. Maybe you feel a bit of emptiness. Go start having more fun. Go start having more fucking fun. Hope we're, tr we're working on a constant student. That's probably like the best solution I can offer is to sort of a tangible like place to do lots of different projects and learn what you're more interested in. But get creative. Meetups, you know, talks, courses, shadowing into what your friends are doing. Do a lot of that stuff. Reading. Um, but the bucket, it's hard to drop a drug directly. Give it competition. And then I guess we finished talking about why the intrinsic is so important, you know, and finding these things is not necessarily that hard, but keeping to them is arduous, um, you know. And I guess you can talk about the concept of Chinese whispers even with that. Like it's really easy for things you start doing intrinsically. It's easy to kind of get off that road. It's so tricky. You, like Chinese whispers, the message changes as it goes along. And you can trace how it changed, but when you get it, you've just got the new concept without the context of the old and that's why one of the things I recommended in that episode um, sorry the last episode episode 96 about how you stay on that intrinsic path things that do resonate with you is asking so that I'm doing this job so that I'm buying this house so that which is very very much like a different version of the five whys but it's linking what you're doing now you know to what outcome you're actually really trying to get towards gives wider context to the very single thing you're doing now. And a big powerful part of all this was the orchestra metaphor. I don't want to have to really re-explain that now. It's in our book that's coming out soon, 18 and Lost, so are we. And um, that for me just sums up the intrinsic, the extrinsic, and just life. Something I realized for myself, to be honest with you, is my life got a whole lot better. Once I started realizing how to find my internal voice and opinions on things instead of accidentally sourcing them from the outside. Because the problem is, while it's a natural place to find information, it's not coming from you. And I'm very hard line on mainly, if not exclusively, doing what you're intrinsically interested in. The biggest challenge is, you know, we're susceptible to shiny objects and we've got to make our lives sustainable, which involves, you know, <laughs> earning some sort of income or making your life sustainable somehow. 
So you do need to have that balance. That hasn't gone away yet. But it's the discipline. The last piece, last thing we talked about is the discipline around that. So episodes 86 to 96, if you want to go into each of them specifically. And if you want to see the corresponding blog post, there's always links in the show notes for the episode. But you can also just go to the blog, www.withjoeweeby.com forward slash blog and um, find find the, the blog posts and articles on these episodes or just Google directly um, some of the podcast episodes names and you'll get more of that stuff. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, doing this section of the podcast and it'll keep a surprise. We'll think about what comes next after this. But yeah, such a fundamental, central idea. So important something to get super clear on uh you know 11 episodes guys plus this plus this little summary and reflection probably each 15 minutes each um yeah i it's just concepts they're just such fundamental concepts to me there's seems like endless upside and advantage to being intrinsically driven and motivated and having that around you for other people versus all the traps and pitfalls of extrinsic and external stuff so yeah i hope it's been valuable i certainly hope it's been valuable thanks so much for listening and tuning in today guys um as always obviously there's always so much i could say but the number one takeaway just to always bring it back to one point <coughs> is that the best way to open that thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others so if this idea would be useful to someone else if it would help them or it'd make an interesting kind of conversation with them. Interesting and deep conversations are a real game changer if we can have more of them. Thanks.